Hello, I'm John Deeks, and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. You're very welcome. Good news. The Victorian government have recently reduced the cost of tickets around regional Victoria, and they're now capped at $9.20 or $4.60 concession. Woohoo! Now, this is great news for us seniors uh, to go touring around Victoria and see some of the wonderful sights the state has to offer. And one of those places which is an absolute joy to visit is the historic city of Bendigo in the heart of the goldfields. Last year, we spoke with Glenn Harvey from Bendigo Tourism and we covered the internationally acclaimed Mary Quant and Elvis Presley exhibitions. And in light of the train fares making regional Victoria more accessible, I thought we should visit with Glenn Harvey again and find out what's happening in that wonderful city of Bendigo. Glenn, welcome back to Your Life Choices. Oh, thank you, John. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, the other day I went up to uh, Balan and, uh, gee, it was nice and inexpensive for us seniors with the the new cap fares well we're really excited about the new uh, the new fares and we've we've always had a really good amount you know of people coming up our way on b line and so to hear that it's even cheaper for people to come now it's, it's a huge bonus and you know we've got a exciting number of months ahead of us so yeah really looking forward to welcoming people back to our city over that period and the wonderful thing about uh, the bendigo railway station is it uh, it is virtually it it is in town and it's uh, an easy walk just down the hill and uh, into some of the wonderful things that you have to have on offer just within the real city precinct itself that's right it is and um you know we're only talking under 10 minute walk to the fountain, which is the centre of Bendigo, or yeah. a little bit further up the hill to Bendigo Art Gallery, you know, another five-minute walk. So very accessible for people. A lot of reasons why people love coming to Bendigo on the train is also some of the other stations along the line. So many people that come up here also stop at Castlemaine and Kyton and um, places like Malmesbury and, and Woodend. And, you know, lots of them have fantastic food experiences along the way. So... You know, I think it's a real benefit now that you can sort of hop on and hop off the train and really make it a day or an overnighter and really enjoy coming out to the country. I always used to jump in the car and drive everywhere, but uh, my sister lives in Kangaroo Flat, just outside of, you know, where. But uh, it uh, it is so easy to get up uh, on the train, just go into Southern Cross Station and jump on the train. So I'm a very big fan of the intrastate train travel and, you know, more people should do it. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper and far more environmentally friendly, might I say, than uh, driving your car up there. Because, as I say, certainly with Bendy go everything is as you said in a very short walk oh by the way last time we spoke i think was the elvis presley exhibition how many people did you have come through that well it was an amazing um experience during that period and i know you got to experience some of the things happening um over two hundred twenty thousand people came through that exhibition which is a record for benio art gallery and um you know it was a huge exciting period you know to see so many uh, people come and enjoy elvis and celebrate the king and so, um, you know, I think that sort of just continues what's been a number of great exhibitions over the many years for Benio Art Gallery. And uh, to kick things off, I thought I'd start with their latest exhibition, which is called Australiana, The Signing a Nation. And this has been presented alongside the National Gallery of Victoria. It's currently running till June 25th, and it celebrates the Australian design and art over that period. So a, a huge, expansive exhibition that's currently on display. What's different about this exhibition, Glenn? Well, I think what's really great, and of course, Australiana is such a broad topic because, you know, how do you put everything into one exhibition? But I think they've done an amazing job. You know, there's over 200 objects. It it starts with some of those iconic Australian, you know, such as the shearing of the rams 
things like Moody's Pub, those iconic, you know, period sort of uh, artworks that were happening. But then also, you know, it goes through, it looks at some of very famous artists such as Tony Albert. Romance was born, which was big um, in the 90s. Uh, Ken Doan in the 80s. Oh, yes, yes. So, you know... Don't don't happen to have an Olsen now. They've suddenly gone up in value. No, well, that's right. They have certainly have. So, um, sadly, Mr. Uh, Olsen has now passed, gone to that yeah. uh, that that big uh, painting place in the sky. That's right. Yes. Um, no, unfortunately, I, I didn't see any Olsons, but I did see. Um, you know, there were some very unique things that when I had a look through the exhibition the other day, being pointed out. One of them was the first drawing that's known in Australia by um, by a person that was actually commissioned. Um, so that's on display. It's a picture of a bird. It's a really great um, sketch drawing. Was it uh, a First Nations drawing or was it... Um... No, no, it was, it was sort of convict period. But, of course, there is lots of First Nations you know, drawings in the exhibition as well and also uh, designer uh, art pieces too, so it's, which is fantastic. But this is sort of that period, that colonial period, where, you know, it would have been... Um, we're talking the 1700s sort of period, uh, when someone had sketched something. So that's in there. Then there's also the period um, where they created the first piece of um, furniture that was sent back to England. Wow. And so that's actually in the exhibition as well. Why would they send something back to I thought they would have needed uh, all the chairs and tables they could get here in <laughs> first uh, settlers, etc. Well, I guess we would have thought, you know, they'd sent it back to show the sort of uh, wood uh, and what you could create from Australia at that time. Um, so a bit of a sample piece to send back home. Okay. So that's on display as well. It's a small little table. It's very petite. That's also in the exhibition as well. And uh, and then, yeah, you go through the different eras. There was a lot of um, First Nations pieces that are in the exhibition that have been repatriated that, that were sent over to uh, England, and they've actually been brought back to Australia and are now you know, back where they originated from, which is fantastic. We don't have to send them back. Let's keep them. That's exactly right, where they belong. So, yeah, so he goes right through even to modern-day artists as well. So one that I like is called 100 Ice Creams, and this artist has actually come up with, I guess, 100 Ice Creams that defined his childhood and a lot of people's childhoods. So it's from the 70s right up to modern day, and he makes these ice creams out of, I guess they're sort of form of plaster, like acrylic, and uh, it looks exactly like the ice creams, and it's all on display. So you think about uh, Bubble Bills, Golden Gay Times. I even saw Agro there from the 80s. Oh, right. Ice cream. Oh, I wasn't in there, was I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't look closely enough, but, uh, but um, yeah, look, some really iconic things. Uh, that, oh, Elf, I saw Elf was oh, an ice cream fantastic. there at one point. So how long is that exhibition running for? It's running um, until the 25th of June. And so, um, yeah, really encourage people to, to go and have a look. While it's on, we're a little bit like what we did with Elvis. We've actually come up with a complimentary campaign with our tourism industry called Fair Dinkum Bendigo. And so we've got a lot of events happening over that period as well to celebrate Australiana. We've gone out to a whole spectrum uh, across our industry. So I thought I'd give you a couple of examples. So... In the Bendigo, in our Hargraves Mall, um, each weekend during April, we have uh, bush bands playing with a classic you know, Australian barbecue while you listen to bush bands. Uh, there's a groove tram, which is out every second weekend, and it'll be playing iconic Australian songs while you can have you know, uh, some you know, craft beer and wine and so on as you go along the streets of Bendigo, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, there's Australian films that are at Star Cinema, so we have a Star Cinema, which is 
I guess our boutique cinema where you can you can lounge on some beautiful couches and watch it in an old fashioned um, historic town hall out at Eagle Hawk, and so they've put on the likes of um, the Australian movie, The Adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Babe. So you know some very iconic Australian films that'll be happening over the next couple of months. Picnic at Hanging Rock. Ah, that's a good one. I don't think that's on there, but I will suggest that one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. A classic to add, absolutely, and obviously just down the road. Yeah, rock. that's right. Well, if they ha- if they haven't got it, tell them to get onto it. Yeah, Miranda, will, will. where are you? <laughs> oh, sorry, um, just on top of the rock. So, what else is happening in beautiful Bendigo? So, um, lots of other events coming up. So, uh, at the moment, we're a little bit Melbourne opera uh, or opera crazy. At the moment, we've got Richard Wagner's Ring Cycle, which is from Melbourne Opera. And I'm not sure if you know much about the ring cycle, John, or have been to a ring cycle before, but it's pretty epic. You've got to uh, sit through 15 hours of opera. So it's four operas uh, that cover 15 hours. So it's okay. <laughs> it, it's a lot of opera. Don't but make in, me in go, will you? World. Don't make me go. <laughs> <laughs> in the opera world, this is like the pinnacle. So um, there's oh, four famous okay. Wagner's uh, operas, one after the other, and the idea is you watch two one weekend and two the following weekend, which hence is called the Ring Cycle. And that started in late March. It goes through to the end of April. And, um, you know, these operas are rarely put on as a four series because of the sheer cost and, and how big and expansive it is. So it's a $5 million production. There's over 250 staff working on it. Wow. And it's up at the uh, – yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty epic. It's up at the Alumbra Theatre. So it's a thousand-seat theatre in Bendigo. And it's been performing and people are loving uh, the performances um, to, you know, sold out shows. And um, I do know there's still a few tickets left. So if people are into the opera, you don't have to see all four. You can go to just one and have have a bit of a taste. But it's certainly something around the world that's not really put on that often. And, and I would say that uh, the aficionados of, uh, of opera would be absolutely out of their tree with excitement uh, to know that that's happening. And as you say, it's, uh, you know, only a few tickets left. That's right. They come from all around the world. I was talking to a lady over the Easter weekend. She had been to 12 ring cycles around the world, and she had come over from Perth to see it. Wow. And so these people are called ring nuts. That's what they're coined. Yeah, they're, I can know, understand. Uh, they're fantastic. They're, they're Good like honour. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, you know, if, you have, uh, if you're into opera or wanted to know what opera is all about, this is a great opportunity um, to see the Melbourne Opera perform. It won't be in Melbourne. It won't be anywhere else in Australia. You got you got to go to Bendigo. Okay, leave me with uh, with a zinger. Well, sixth of May we have an event called Illuminate, which oh. is um, out at the largest Buddhist temple in the Western world called the Great Stupa of Universal Compassion. And so this event is a, an is an annual event. It's um, it celebrates Buddha's birthday, and it's one of those events where it's open for everyone. It's very uh, embracing um, mm. to come along to this event. Um, and you go out there and you can see the stupa illuminated in the evening. There's fireworks that go off the top of the stupa. It's a 50-metre structure. And um, it's an amazing experience. There's performances. There's food. And I can imagine the food would be absolutely sensational. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's a real cultural celebration. Uh, it's a very unique. Um, it's only about 15-minute drive from Bendigo. Mm. So it's very. They do have transfers. So you oh, come good. up on the train. And, yeah, an amazing experience, and that'll be the 6th of May. So I do know that there's, you know, tickets are selling fast for that one, but there's still a few left if you'd like to go to it. It's something that you won't see anywhere else. And one other I just thought I'd add in as well is the Benio Writers Festival, which is that same weekend. So you could do 
illuminate and go to the Riders Festival. It's in its 11th year and we have over 120 riders across 70 events over that four-day festival. Yep. And some of those ones that might, you may be aware of some of these names, but I thought I'd just reel off a few. There's Claire Keegan, Nick Hornby, Tom Keneally, um, Gideon Hay, Don Watson, Alice Zavlasky, Tom Ballard, Jess Hose. Okay, yeah, know some names there for sure. Yeah, so they'll be all there. And what I love about Riders Festivals, it's not just for riders. It's really about talking about topics, about, you know, I guess things, debates, all sorts of things. And they, they love to interact, don't they, with their, with their audience? You know, it's one of those festivals where you could go to a session, then you might see the rider down the road at a, at a bar or a coffee house having, having something to drink and you can have a chat to them. So it's a very much a community feel about this festival. If people want to know more about what's happening in Bendigo Glen, Harvey, what do they do? So you head to our website, bendigotourism.com, or you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram and our our handle is Explore Bendigo. They're probably the best ways to uh, keep up to date with what's happening over the next few months. Just Google it, folks, and you'll find out uh, all this and a whole lot more. Glenn, it's it's great to chat with you. And as I say, with uh, the regional prices for V-Line being capped now, $9.20 and $4.60 for concession, it's a great time to, to go travelling and, and see what uh, this state has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. I encourage people to get out there and explore and you know, it's such a great opportunity for people with, with the you know discount of the V-Line fare. So I encourage people to come up and have a look. And it's such a beautiful time of year in autumn. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. Glenn Harvey, thank you for your time today. Thanks very much, John. Glenn Harvey from Bendigo Tourism, and we do thank him so much. Get travelling, folks. Just get out of the chair, get down to Southern Cross, jump on a train, and, and off you go. And until next time, this is me, John Deek, saying thank you very much for your company for the Your Life Choices podcast, and we'll catch you next time. 